Hello, and welcome back to the Language of God podcast. My name is Stefan Delacruz, and I am the friend of God. As you know, I shared with you the passing of my mother-in-law, Connie Malikuski. My mother-in-law was a great woman of God, and I will miss her very much. I was given the honor of the eulogy at her service. The message that I shared with family members and friends was hope, the anchor of your soul. Now, where I was at, they didn't have a microphone for me to speak, nor did they have any way for me to record the sermon. So I used my iPhone, and the recording is a bit staticky. So please bear with me. I did my best to clean it up. I hope that you enjoy this sermon, Hope, the Anchor of My Soul. Today's message that I'm going to share with you, it'll be brief, but I'd like to share a message. And I was thinking about this this week when uh, my wife asked and said to me, actually, she told me, uh, <laughs> you're, you're going to be the one. I'm like, okay. You know, we've been married quite a while, so I've learned a, a happy wife. Happy life. That's right. So I'm getting it down. It's getting better. It's getting better. Okay. So, um, so when she said that, uh, you know, we'd like you to speak, and I, I, I was thinking, okay, you didn't give me a lot of time here, so where are we going to go? Now, I thought about this, and I thought, and what I want to share today is hope is the anchor of our soul. That was what was put in my heart as I began to think about mom. Hope is the anchor of our soul. Mom, when she would come over, because I call her mom, and she'd come over to visit us, and actually she came over to visit Dawn, and, uh, <laughs> and the kids, and the kids, okay. And then, then when she was done with them, she'd come over and say, hey, Steve, what's going on? I said, I'm just watching Three Stooges. And she's like, Three Stooges? I love Three Stooges. Believe it or not, my mother-in-law loved Three Stooges. She was the greatest mother-in-law in the world. She loved Three Stooges. So she'd sit there and we'd laugh at, you know, Larry, Curly, and Mo. And I thought she was just being nice, right? Well, at the end of the day, she asked if she could borrow my DVD and take it home. I'm like, are you kidding me? She goes, no, I really love Three Stooges. He took it home. I didn't see that DVD all summer. I'm like, wow, okay. And then she would come over, and so we'd watch the old shows, uh, like Carol Burnett. So to me, she was the greatest mother-in-law because we liked the same stuff. And we talk about scripture. She loved to talk scripture. Anybody who knows her, oh my gosh. You talk one idea in scripture or a comment and you were there the rest of the day. You know, it wasn't going to end. So mom was uh, quite a woman. And we'd laugh a lot, especially when she started talking to me. When Dawn and I were first married, uh, mom and dad would come over to our house over in Detroit, and they had recently um, gotten a kitten or a cat. Okay, I guess a little bit older, and we had a kitten, a cat also. And mom made a comment while we were all sitting at the kitchen table. She said, "Well, our cat is so intelligent that he knows to go to the door and meow 
so that he can be let out. And so I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, you know, I can't let that go. I just can't. I said, well, mom, our cat is so intelligent. He can do our taxes. Oh boy, that started it right there. She looked at me, well, our cat, and we just kept going and going and going till we just started laughing. But that was my relationship with mom. It, it, it was just constant going and it was a lot of fun. I heard this story about a young police cadet. He was asked by his instructor to come to the front of the class. And on that particular day, the instructor was teaching on how to deal with difficult situations. He asked, he asked the cadet, what would you do if you had to arrest your mother-in-law? And the cadet thought for a moment, and he looked at the instructor and said, I'd call for backup. <laughs> you know, and, and that's, that's the way mom was. She, she was feisty. Oh, you got her going, and she got going. But mom, Connie, tried every day to be a better woman today than she was yesterday. She wasn't perfect. In fact, Proverbs talks about a perfect woman, and it doesn't use the word perfect, but it talks about a good woman. It says this, she is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction are in her words. She watches over the affairs of her household and she does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed and her husband blesses her. Many women do noble things, but a woman who fears God, she's to be praised. That was mom. Always, always taking care of her family, her husband, her friends, strangers. She'd see somebody who needed help, she'd go over and help them. You know, and well, the way I grew up with, where I grew up with is like, uh, no, you don't know who they are. But she's going over there, asking their name, do they need help? Next thing I know, I'm being pulled over to help her, to help them. Say, so, all right. <laughs> I, I would assume sometimes she knew them, but no, she did not know who they were. <laughs> but you know, the hope, hope in our lives, it goes up and down, depending on what time of life you're in. Job chapter 8, verse 13 Job, the story most of you know, was going through a really rough time. He was being tested. And during this time, one of Job's friends came and said to him, Hey, Job, you know what? This is what's going on. He said, Those who forget God have no hope. They are like the field of grass that is without water. Before it begins to live, it is cut off. And this is what he's telling Job. Job's going through a really hard time, and he's saying to Job, hey, Job, he, he's, he's actually saying to Job, I think you're forgetting God. But Job wasn't forgetting God. He was going through a difficult time, and usually when we're all going through a hard time, that's when we really draw close to God. But it's interesting that he says this, that his friend said this to him, those who forget God have no hope. And today I just want to share with you quickly about hope is the anchor of our soul. The purpose of an anchor is to keep a ship steady, and it's to keep it from drifting into danger. When they set it down, that's the whole point. So they can 
feel safe, they can be safe, that the ship isn't going somewhere that they don't know. And this is so true during a storm, to have that anchor holding you in place. Storms of life come along, and every one of us, every person here, if you could tell your story right now, if you could share your story, it'd be a fantastic story of great adventures, excitement. But then there'd be those chapters in your life that you would say, it wasn't so great this year. I lost. I didn't win. I thought I was going to make it, but I didn't. And that's what life is made of. It's made of the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's what makes you who you are. But what keeps you steady is the anchor of your life that holds you to the path that you've been called to, the destiny that lies in front of you. You don't know it, but you're walking the path that God has set for you. The storms come along and they try their best to pull you, to distract you, to break the hold from that anchor so that you'll begin to drift. And as you begin to drift, you may think, well, you know what? I'm all right. Think about this. You fathers, you mothers that are out here, you are the anchor to your family, to your children. You keep that life steady. You keep the family from drifting away. Wives, you are the anchor in your home. You keep that family together. And you keep it from drifting away. Husbands, you also do the same thing. Your wife depends on you. She looks to you. You keep the household steady and you keep that family from drifting. You are the anchors. But what happens when you begin to drift? What happens when the storms come? Who is your anchor? You know, we can have all the answers and we think, you know, we got this relationship with God and we're close, you know. We've been doing this for 20, 30 years. Oh, you know, I know how to lay hands on people. I know how to do this. I work in the gifts of the Spirit. I understand all Scripture. But what do you do when you begin to drift and your anchor is in holding? There are three types of hope. The first hope is a wishful hope where you wish and you say, you know, I'm running late to work today. I hope that light stays green so I can get to work on time. But we all know the light's not going to stay green because it's on a timer and you're running late. So it's going to turn red and you probably hit all the red lights on your way to work. So that type of hope is wishful hope. But that's not the kind of hope that God wants for us. That's not the kind of hope that holds through the storms of life. There's another kind of hope. It's expectant hope. This kind of hope is the kind of hope that when you plant tomatoes, you put the seed in the ground, you have this expectation, in a few weeks, I'm going to get tomatoes. So that hope is kind of solid because you know you're going to get tomatoes. You know it's going to happen. A woman who's expecting a child, well, she's hoping she's going to get a child because why? Her body shows she's expecting a child. 
But this kind of hope doesn't always come to pass. Sometimes the garden doesn't grow all the way and the plants die. Sometimes, sadly, the child, the child doesn't come to pass. But expecting hope isn't what God wants for us. It's not what God wants for you. What God desires of every person here is this kind of hope, certain hope. There is a kind of hope that you can build your life on, that you don't have to guess, you don't have to believe, you know it will happen. Hebrews 6, chapter 9 says this, This certain hope of being saved is a strong and trustworthy anchor for your soul. It connects you with God himself. You know, that anchor that's holding on a ship is held to the ship and to the ground where it's at by a chain. But the anchor of your soul is connected by the word of God to God and to you. So when the storm comes along and it starts to push and pull, when you lose a loved one suddenly and everything is in question, that anchor holds. It doesn't move. When they tell you that, hey, you have cancer and this is what's going to happen, that hope doesn't change because you're anchored to God. You don't drift. Have you found yourself drifting? When was the last time that you stepped into a church? When was the last time you spoke to your pastor or your priest? When was the last time you even spoke to God just to talk? Not to ask for something, not to say, help me, but just to talk. Have you found that you've drifted away from that relationship? You know, when you don't lay the anchor down on a boat, you don't realize that you're actually drifting and you're moving. And by the time you realize what has happened, you could be quite a ways from where you actually started. Is that you today? Have you been drifting? Drifting away from your faith, drifting away from your God, drifting away from your convictions, drifting away from your hope. Have you thought about that? Have you stopped and looked around and say to yourself, where am I? Why is this happening? The friend of Job said, that the ungodly have no hope because they don't believe. They don't have an anchor. But you believe. You have access to an anchor, every last one of you. When I say these things to you, know something. In my life, right now, I am going through struggles. And I am going through those times and hard times that make you question, who am I and who is my God? But then I go back to this scripture. Those who forget God have no hope. Well, I haven't forgotten God. My anchor is secure. Is your anchor secure? And if it's not, and you've been drifting and you're realizing, hey, you know what? He's right. 
I haven't been in church in quite a while. I haven't even talked to God except to say, help me. Well, today is the time. This moment is that time to secure that anchor. Those who forget God have no hope. They are like the fields of grass without water to keep it alive. Suddenly, it begins to wither and it dies. My mother-in-law, Connie, if you got to know her, would always ask you, were you saved? Were you a Christian? Do you know God? And if you said yes, then she'd probe even more to know, do you really know God? <laughs> Today, as I've shared this short message with you about an anchor, about drifting away, where are you right now? Are you drifting? Drifting through life? Just, hey, I got work. Got another day, wife, the kids, my husband, my children. It's all right, working on my business, trying to make it happen. But you know, something's missing. You know, God called us to live an abundant life, a big life, exciting, full. And did you know that the bigger a ship is, the bigger the anchor is required to hold it steady? Hallelujah. If you want an abundant life, you can have it, but you need a bigger anchor. Every one of us were created for a purpose. Every person I see here is destined. You have a story that has been placed in history and it's been, been written down by God. And he has numbered the steps of your life. The question is, do you want to take the next step? If you feel that you've been drifting, and I'm talking to people who know God, I want you to take a moment and think about this. Realign yourself with that first love, that first love that you've drifted from. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior tonight, in this moment, I want to give you the opportunity to receive, to receive Jesus Christ, that he will become the anchor in your life. He will give you purpose. He will steady you in this storm of life and you won't drift anymore. You'll get your bearings and you'll know who you are and who you were meant to be. This is your opportunity. Today, if you desire this certain hope, this certain hope that is strong and trustworthy, that won't be shaken when the storms come, that won't be shaken when they tell you you have a sickness or a disease, it won't be shaken when you lose a loved one suddenly, it will remain. It always remains. And when the storm clears and the sun comes out again, you will be ready to take the next step in the destiny that God has set for you. If you are that person today, will you join me in this prayer? If you'd all stand with me here in a moment. 
Think about this. This is your opportunity to stop drifting. Please stand. Just repeat after me. I know it's going to be kind of hard to hear, but I'll, I'll try to speak louder so those in the back can hear. And as you say these words, if you choose to mean them, this is your opportunity to be anchored to your creator, God himself, and to stop drifting. Please repeat after me. Lord, I come before you just as I am. I don't have much to offer, but what I have, I give to you. Take me as I am. I've made mistakes and drifted away from you. But here today, God, forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. I understand that you died so that I could be saved. Restore to me my rightful place. Be the anchor of my soul. I thank you, God. And I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. My mother-in-law was a great woman of God, and I will miss her very much. And for those of you that feel like you are drifting, in fact, you know that you are drifting in life, remember Job's friend, Job chapter 8, verse 13. He says this, those who forget God have no hope. If you're in that place right now, Remember, the anchor of your soul gives you certain hope. And today, you can have that certain hope. All you have to say is a simple prayer. Say the simple prayer with me if you're that person. Lord, I come before you right now, just as I am. Take me as I am. Forgive me of my sins, Lord. And I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior and as my anchor. I understand that you died for me so I could be saved. Restore me to my rightful place. Be the anchor of my soul, Jesus. Make me new again. I thank you for your kindness and your love. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for honoring my mother-in-law, Connie Malikuski, by listening to this episode. Please share it with one person this week. If you have any comments, you can connect with me at my Twitter account, Facebook, or by email. You can find this information at my website, thelanguageofgodoneword.net. When contacting me, include the show title you are commenting on. Go and enjoy life. 
I encourage you to live. Break free of the things holding you back and live. Shake off the chains that hold you down. Rise up, dust yourself off, and get back into the race. Live again. I give you permission to live again. Have a great day, and remember, you are not alone.